Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the Hospital Finance Podcast. And on today's show, we are going to be discussing how Medicare return to provider can improve a hospital's accounts receivable. And to do that, I am joined by Rosalind Guillaume, who is a claims processing supervisor here at Bessler. And once again, I'm also joined by Olga Barone-Allen, who is a client relations manager. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank Hi. you. So first, uh, for those of, in our audience who may not be familiar with the, the term return to provider, can you briefly explain uh, what that means and why it's significant? Return to provider is a functionality in or an option in the Medicare system, FIS system, that will allow providers to uh, the opportunity to adjust a claim, edit it. Uh, it. Usually it's like a placeholder. So it will, after you submit your claims electronically for billing purposes, Medicare will allow you a certain amount of days based on the, the MAC within the jurisdiction to uh, the opportunity to fix a claim that might be missing some kind of uh, code modifier, um, total charges don't don't match up, uh, and, and that allows the provider to expedite the claims without them being denied. Got it. And how does that return to provider file help improve accounts receivable at a high level? We'll get into some detail here, but at a high level, how does that help? What it does, it uh, helps the revenue team, and in particular uh, patient financial services, to uh, avoid denials, first of all, it allows an opportunity for billers to assess the claim uh, without it being processed and rejected. So they have that window of opportunity to go in and fix the, um, the edit on the claim that Medicare is scrubbing. So it's similar to a billing scrubber, but this is on the Medicare end that it scrubs uh, the claim for the provider and allows an opportunity uh, based on a number of days. What it does also, it allows uh, a manager or a director of a PFS um, area to provide feedback to other departments or within its department to uh, implement some process improvements. It uh, allows also to to add those processes to increase a clean claim rate, and a clean claim rate is a claim that is, is, is is processed without any any edits at all, uh, and the turnaround rate is very important for a billing office. The higher the clean claim clean claim rate is, um, the you know the best practice is uh, you know monitored based on that. So that allows the processes within the department to um, you know get a qu- quicker cash. Um, decrease in AR days definitely and it helps lessen the burden on the staff to have to rework claims multiple times the same claims so um, that is the purpose of the return to provider and and you mentioned the idea of going in and sort of working that file and, and when you do that there are a few key terms that are probably important for us to understand uh, when you're evaluating the return to provider file can you explain those to us the one in particular is the TB999 uh, status 
location. This is a the area in the category, and I'll let uh, Rosalind uh, speak further into this, but this is the area where um, the billers can run reports and then get into the detail of those claims and work them on a regular basis. It's very key to work these on a regular basis because after a certain period of time, the, uh, the Medicare or the MAC will uh, will purge these these claims. So it can create a black hole that where the account on your receivable is aging and you're assuming that Medicare is processing the claim, but in fact, Medicare has purged that account because you didn't work it timely within the RTP um, status. But to explain a little bit further about the TB uh, status location, I will uh, hand it over to Rosalind. Uh, one of the key component to RTPs, which is a term that most um, account receivable uh, people that work your uh, trial balance, age trial balances are familiar with, is um, with Medicare's RTPs, they do follow a hierarchy of uh, error reason codes. And every time you touch the claim and you make a correction, the clock starts over. So it is important to uh, have those uh, errors looked at every day because when you have a MAC that can pay you within seven days or 14 days, the longer you take to correct that claim, the longer that payment is going to take for you know um, the facility to collect on it. So the status locations are very important to monitor. And when you understand um, the process of the claim moving in through the RTP, you will know which areas or you're most vulnerable in terms of keeping track of and documenting what you're finding in terms of the uh, RTPs themselves. And it's important to be familiar with the error reason codes themselves, their uh, narrative which is given by Medicare, and also you can uh, factor on trends and um, you know, uh, also allowing you to um, improve your accounts receivable. What are some of the status and location codes to be concerned about? Uh, typically, uh, as an account receivable person, you would want to make sure that you are keeping track and uh, be very aware of where your claims are moving when they go into one of the status locations that are all alpha characters. Those are typically um, comparable to a work list, so to speak, uh, a, a work queue that an individual has to manually look at those claims, um, review the errors, and then force them along through the system. So with everything else, if someone has a queue, you don't know how large that queue is, and your claims are sitting there, and you really don't have a clue to how long they've been there, they can get lost, like um, Olga mentioned, the black hole. They can go into a black hole, and typically those claims will require that you make a phone call and Medicare will have to physically go in there and look at them and tell you, yes, we've seen some movement, even though you, on the other end, as the provider, you may not see that the claims have moved. So the locations with all alpha characters are definitely very important to monitor. And I believe you have a few recommendations for providers around working with the return to provider file. Um, could you walk us through them? Definitely. The recommendations... Um that we've experienced in the past in our various roles previous to Bessler is, uh, you know, setting up a report or an, a spreadsheet and monitoring the trends, as as uh, Rosalind mentioned. Uh, it's important to understand the trends and the different status location and the movement 
because it does allow you to uh, give feedback to other departments, uh, registration, HIM, case management, uh, lab, of the various reasons why these claims do end up in a um, in a RTP status. And, and, and the more you provide that feedback, that circle back, you, you're helping your overall process to improve certain areas that you may not even be aware of. And that way the claim, uh, you know, the key is not to get any claims RTP'd, is to make sure to get the claims process in a clean, in a clean status, meaning that you want the claim as you submit it to go through as a clean claim. And that is the ultimate goal. Even though the RTP is a great opportunity that's given to the providers, but the ultimate goal is to get all, you know, your your rate, your clean claim rate as high as possible. So the trends that that it allows you to track and compare can help you with uh, the, the that feedback to the various department. What it also will do is the more you work these claims, the less likely your Medicare AR days will um, increase because you're constantly working these accounts and you're making sure uh, that they're going through the process and that you're identifying. Also, what we would recommend is that occasionally, maybe quarterly, is to take your ATB detail from your Medicare uh, population and match it up and make sure that you're, you're account, uh, accounting for every single account so that if any did get purged, any account did get purged by the MAC, um, you, you know right away and you're not risking timely filing. Um, the worst thing is when your staff is assuming that all the claims were submitted to Medicare or in Medicare system, Medicare goes ahead and purges those accounts, and your receivable is increasing in days because those claims are not being worked. And it's no fault of anyone because of the sheer volume, outpatient or inpatient. Uh, it's very hard to uh, get a handle on that. So we recommend that working the RTP on a regular basis, keeping track of the status locations, even if it's a weekly uh, tracking tool, um, you know, understanding more of the education and understanding the various status locations and how each status location is is uh, is impacted by a previous uh, status location, and just the overall reconciliation of your Medicare. Um, ATB for your Medicare claims against the Medicare system and making sure that all your claims are accounted for. Rosalyn, have anything else to add? Yes, and I just wanted to add in, one of the benefits of tracking your status locations via the claim summary totals inquiry is the fact that a provider, it's an excellent tool for the provider to predict the monies that are, that's coming, uh, number one. And also, um, from experience, I can say you may be able to catch technical errors on the Medicare ends. You know, this is just a system, the self, it's automated, and but it could break down at any given point. And claims can get hung in a status location, and you're anticipating this money, and it just never comes. So when you're tracking the movement of those status locations, if there is a technical issue to why your checks are not coming through as you expected, then you're able to uh, call Medicare on it, and they'll take a look at it, and they'll let you know whether you have issues. And it's a good way of knowing whether there's going to be any withholding 
holdings on your money and you can see that you expected $3 million and then you only get 400000 then you have a way of addressing that issue and get an answer from Medicare. Olga and Rosalind, thank you for coming by the show today and helping us all understand more about Medicare Return to Provider. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. If you enjoy the Hospital Finance Podcast, please head up to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a positive review. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.